Okay, good morning everyone. This is uh, Mike. Welcome back to Driving Theology. Sorry about the little noise right now. I'm trying to put the phone in a place that will record a little better than it's been doing. It's not going to be easy to get it there, but it's up in my visor right now. And uh, I don't know how it's going to work. So we shall see. But anyway, we are off so we get the air conditioner going. Hopefully now we won't have the air conditioner in the sound. Make sure we're recording. We're recording? Yeah, looks good. Alright. And hopefully we won't bounce around too much while it's up there. And get less noise. And if that doesn't work, then we're going to have to eventually get a stand. We'll get the phone exactly where I need it. For right now, let's just go with this. See how, see how we go. So far, it looks better. Uh, so get the windows down. So get those up. Get some of that noise out of here. I don't have anything else that's gonna cause me too much noise. It's amazing just how many things will rattle in a car, especially when you're like me and you got a lot of your life in that car. <laughs> Keep a lot of stuff in my car. For example, I got a hanger back there that's kind of bumping right now. But anyway. How you guys doing? Welcome back to Driving Theology. This is Mike, and uh, this is going to be my uh, weekly um, foray into my own mind. Uh, if you've not listened to this before, what I do is kind of just do a stream of consciousness. Uh, stream of consciousness? Stream of conscience? Stream of co consciousness, I think. Uh kind of thing where I, I uh, just kind of babble on topics that are uh, important to me and usually they, they go toward a theological uh, place or uh, thoughts. A lot of time I have uh, theology that I'm thinking of at, at the time. And I kind of wanted to return to a, a topic that I talked about um, month or two ago about Sabbath because um, that kind of came on my radar this morning and I actually had some thoughts that would be a good follow-up so I guess I'll call this uh, uh, Exploring Sabbath Part 2. Well, that was kind of interesting uh, the things I read this morning because um, they really shed even more light I think on on Sabbath um, and now I've put myself on the spot to have to recall what I wrote on my phone, which I can't uh, take it down right now and look at. But uh, somebody had posted um, something about Sabbath, I think. I don't, I don't know what got me there. Maybe it's the book I was reading this morning. That's probably it. But the, the first... The first uh, podcast I did on Sabbath was basically about um, how Sabbath really uh, 
Jesus is our Sabbath. He's our rest. And uh, and uh, where my thoughts went this morning uh, were to Hebrews chapter 1. Uh, actually, the first three or four chapters of Hebrew I read. I was led there by this book I'm reading, which I've, I've talked to you about before, uh, called um, Crucifixion of the Warrior God by, by Boyd. And it was really interesting. So I had this thought. So Sabbath equals rest, right? And, and presumably it comes from the fact that God rested on the seventh day after creating the earth in six days. And then he commanded uh, his people to obey the Sabbath. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Uh, and, of course, that's always bothered me as a as a Christian because, number one, it's obvious that Sunday is not a Sabbath day, that we, uh, we have kind of dodged following the law of the Sabbath by saying we followed on Sunday when, obviously, the Sabbath is from Friday night to Saturday night, from sunset to sunset. Uh, and that's not when what we call the Lord's Day is observed, which is always on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, which is when the early church met. Now, I'm not a person who really keeps days holy. I don't believe you have to worship on Sunday. Um, but still, there you know there have been times in my uh, theological development that that's kind of been like a hmm moment. You know, why is that? Why, uh, you know, what's up with that? Why do we why do we talk about all these other laws, but then give ourselves an excuse on the Sabbath law. Um, that's not really ever sat that well with me. So, this morning I was, I, I kind of wrote down this, this equation. Sabbath equals rest. Okay. Uh, rest from work. Sabbath equals rest from work. Grace equals rest from works. And I'd never, I don't think I've ever seen it written quite that way, but to me that makes a lot of sense. So, grace, of course, is uh, the receiving of unmerited favor. In other words, uh, not receiving the punishment due for our sins, uh, but instead receiving forgiveness. That's grace. Uh, um, it's also mercy, right? So, grace is receiving good things uh, for free basically. And we know that, you know, the cross, um, Jesus taking on the sins of the world and defeating sin and death in his, uh, crucifixion, uh, ushered in the era of grace. Uh, and of course, you know, that, that's been a, a huge, uh, topic between, uh, Catholics and Lutherans and, and, uh, reformists and evangelicals and and everybody ever since you know just how much does law still play into this what is the percentage of law and what's the percentage of grace <laughs> which is kind of weird most most Christians on the world around the world today I have a feeling would say that yes grace is unmerited favor and yet to be in grace you have to do a few things you know, there, there's this kind of qualifying freedom, which I've talked about before, uh, that uh, freedom isn't really free and grace isn't really grace. It's it's some kind of a qualified grace uh, 
defined usually by a, a couple of verses uh, from Paul. Is usually how these things are justified. Um, but of course, I, I did a podcast on on freedom and how I think freedom in Christ is true freedom. It's complete freedom. It's not some kind of qualified freedom. It's it's not freedom. Uh, for example, it's not freedom to do what you want. It's uh, it's it's freedom, but it's redefined uh, in in Christianese as a certain kind of freedom that uh, keeps people in the Christian religion or qualifies them as Christian. Uh, I don't believe that. I believe if freedom in Christ isn't true freedom, then 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 it makes uh, that scripture fallacious, right? It makes it untrue. So. I, I do believe that freedom in Christ is true freedom as much as I believe that grace unmerited favor that we receive from God is true truly unmerited um, and I'll take it a step further I believe that that grace has been poured out over the entire earth uh, and is for everyone that that Jesus died for the forgiveness of everyone that that he died for everyone's sins, uh, not just people who have done a certain uh, number of, of rituals and, and taken certain sacraments. Uh, so back to the, the little equation, uh, Sabbath equals rest from work and grace equals rest from works. You know, just as just as tithing in the Old Testament was was giving ten percent of your income to God, and, and God apparently, if you read the Scripture a certain way, that's all He wanted. Uh, people also feel like they only have to give one day out of seven to God, uh, and and I think Jesus came in to in a couple ways. He came in to say. Uh, Actually, nothing you do, nothing you can do is going to earn my favor. There's nothing you can do to erase your sin and your shame. Uh, but I'm going to take care of all that. Okay, so Jesus came in with grace and, and forgiveness and said, there's nothing you can do, but but there's definitely something I can do. Right? And that's what that's what Jesus came in and said. Okay, so that takes care of the uh, the grace part. Dang it, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, so there's two things Jesus did. Forgiveness, grace, grace, forgiveness. Uh, anyway, okay, I'm going to have to backtrack and maybe it'll come to me again. So, oh, just as, okay, yeah, so just as the, the tithing, um, God was only wanting 10% and only really wanting one day for worship, uh, that has that has been passed on to the church, right? The church has just kind of said, "Okay, that's that's a pretty good deal." God only wants ten percent, uh, and one ten uh, percent of my income and one seventh one seventh of my time. It's a pretty good deal. We'll just keep that in the church because, man, that makes things easy. But I think Jesus came in and says, "No, uh, number one, there's nothing you can do. So ten percent doesn't matter if it's ten percent or a hundred percent. There's nothing you can do." To earn this favor, I'm just going to give it to you flat. But he, I think he also said he doesn't want ten percent; he wants everything. He doesn't one day. He doesn't want one day a week. He wants every day of the week. 
you know, I, I think the difference comes if you have a concept of you are you you kind of visit Jesus, right, or pay tribute to Jesus, or you live inside of Jesus and actually live by His life. And if you believe that you live by His life and inside of Jesus, of course, one percent of your income and one seventh of your time is just not gonna. You know, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. You know, it's not safe. If if we're only safe living by the by the life of Jesus, then every day is important. Every day is uh, precious. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Sabbath, just like tithing, I think, became. You know, take up your cross and follow me and give all, all that you have to the poor and have all things in common. As much as that takes care of tithing, I think grace being rest from having to please God through works covers us all the time. And that takes care of having to observe the Sabbath, um, observe the Sabbath once a week. In that every day is Sabbath. Every day is rest for us. Every day we can rest knowing that we don't have to work hard to earn Jesus' favor or to somehow pay this debt uh, of salvation that we owe to God. In fact, there is no debt, right? The debt has been covered. That's that's what Jesus paid in the you know paid at the cross. Uh, he he has he has taken uh, our sins far away from us, right? And so the the concept that that we can now just worship once a week and please God because that's kind of what Sabbath is now just doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't doesn't make sense in the way that Jesus wants to transform the world, right? Transforming the world, you know, 10% of your income and, and uh, a seventh of your time is really not going to transform much. You know, uh, it's not going to be something that, that we will point to at some point and say, you know, wow, they, we transformed the world. It didn't cost that much. Um, now, at the same time, uh, this is what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you have to right now uh, give 100% of your income and 100% of everything that you have to some local charity and walk around uh, as a homeless person. I'm not saying you have to do that either. Uh, nor am I saying you have to be inside of a church seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's not what I'm saying either. But I think God has made it possible because of His divine life which now pulses through our spirit, through our veins, he has made it possible for us to please Him in everything we do, uh, 24 days, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, and so Sabbath is just the reality of living in Jesus now. Our rest is found in the knowledge that we no longer have to do works to earn His favor to earn his acceptance. Now, of course, this plays into people's soteriology or their 
their theology of salvation, right? What they think uh, God is doing in the world, and I suppose their their eschatology as well, where where all this is going, right? Um, if you have an eschatology uh, that says God is coming back to utterly destroy the world and wicked people uh, will be uh, imprisoned in a fiery hell and that God will whisk away all of the true believers into a, uh, a cloudy, sparkly uh, heaven. Uh, then, you know, maybe doing the minimum is just fine. You know, you just want to give that 10%, give that one-seventh of your time. And, and uh, if you've done that, you know, you followed those those laws and you try to keep the other laws, which these days are actually pretty easy. Uh, and uh, you think, yeah, that, that'll get me there. That's that's the requirements. I have, I have uh, fulfilled the requirements of my... Uh, get into heaven degree that I've been pursuing and so now I have my diploma it's just a waiting game if that is your soteriology and eschatology then I can see why uh, you may go the direction of just follow the rules um, but if your eschatology uh, is you know something I'll just tell you what mine is uh, for the time being is that God is indeed coming back, but he's not coming back to destroy the world as much as he's coming back to restore the world to its original uh, purpose and intent and glory. And he's coming back to, uh, to give perfected bodies to those who believe in Jesus. Uh, and what he's doing to the people who, who have decided not to believe in Jesus, uh, I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, I have a hope, um, but I'm still looking into that. My, my, my heart tells me that Jesus will do everything he can in this earth to draw all men to himself. Uh, in this life, right? But I, th I think he will, I hope, and I believe he will continue that into the next life. That he will continue uh, to woo people unto himself for all eternity. And that's, that's my hope. Um, now I've had, to, I've had to put down some... Uh, put down maybe... Well, yeah, let, let go of some, some strongly held beliefs that I've had before and have been taught since a child. Uh, to embrace that kind of uh, eschatology. But, uh, nonetheless, that, that's kind of where, where I am now, right? So, depending on your soteriology, the way you think of salvation and your eschatology, what you think is going to happen in, in the, the end of time, or the end times, or judgment, or whatever, uh, you know, that's going to that's gonna determine how you go about living your life now. Um, so, Sabbath equals resting from work. Grace equals resting from works. Therefore, I believe Jesus equals Sabbath. And, and that's probably the, 
the point I was trying to get at before and possibly I didn't quite reach that conclusion but uh, that's kind of where I was going with with that um so yeah uh, I don't know love to know what you think about that um, Sabbath resting from work grace uh, resting from works because Jesus has fulfilled the law for us uh, he has he has done all the good works uh, required for for us um, he has met all the requirements of the law on our behalf for everyone um, yeah so the law versus grace is an interesting thing and I think we all will will continue to battle that until the time that we are perfected in Christ once and for all um, but by all means battle with it do battle you know don't don't just accept you know hook line and sinker something that your your preacher tells you or that you read in a book you know do battle with it work it out I think that's what Paul talks about when he says work out your own salvation you know don't don't just accept it but Really try to understand the nuts of nuts and bolts of, of all the wonderful thing that Jesus things that Jesus is doing in us and for us and through us and by us. Um, and by by I mean beside us. Um, yeah, work it out, wrestle with it. Now, of course, I don't believe that that grace um, that that by living a truly free life in Christ, in other, in other words, realizing that there's nothing we can do that will uh, anger God and cause us to stop forgiving us. There's nothing we can do that will anger Him and stop Him for, from forgiving us. I don't believe that that is the end of that um, scenario. In other words, I believe that grace... And you can call it love, and you can call it mercy. I think it's all wrapped up in, in agape, which is uh, unconditional love. I believe that grace has its effect on people. I believe that that grace, when truly accepted for what it is, when you truly realize that you are free, free to sin, and that Jesus will still love you as much as he's ever loved anyone, that that will have an effect of transformation on your life and will transform you uh, as you live into that grace and lean into that grace more and more into a more perfect person, more and more into the likeness of Christ, more and more truly human, as humans were meant to be before sin entered and corrupted our minds and our bodies and indeed the entire creation and universe. Uh, before that corruption entered into us, uh, mankind was, was fully and completely and truly human. And we were able to walk face to face uh, with our Lord in, in the, the cool of the day in the garden, right? So, uh, grace is, is not wasted, right? God would not waste grace on us. But he lavishes it on us because he knows that as we live into that, we will grow more and more into 
the people that down deep we know we should be, that our consciences testify that we should be. Um, and that that's a wonderful thing, right? That's a great thing. Sorry, I'm going to have to have a drink of my Wilkinson, uh, whatever this is, carbonated water. sparkling water. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of uh, what I was thinking today. I'd love to hear what you guys think of that and uh, if that speaks to you, but especially if you have anything to add to, add to that so that we can, we can uh, grow our understanding together it's no fun um, learning these things alone it's only fun if I can share it with people and I only truly learn these concepts when when we we kind of you know pass them around between each other and chew on them a bit uh, and I have, I have a couple guys that I'm able to do that with and I'm very thankful for that uh, but I would like to, uh, you know, do that with you guys even more. So if you're, if you are a uh, regular listener to this podcast, uh, which would make me quite, quite happy. I don't know how many I have. Um, why don't you get in touch with me? Find me on Facebook. Uh, you can, uh, you can send me an email. My email address is McLeanster at gmail.com M-C-L-A-I-N-S-T-E-R at gmail.com and maybe put uh, something in the uh, uh, in the subject line like uh, you know driving theology hello or or um, driving theology listener or something like that and I'd love to, to talk to you on a more private basis as well um and especially get your opinions on how I can improve this. I, I, I realize that the, the background noise um, is something that that uh, may not be pleasant to everybody. I've heard uh, both positive and negative comments on that. And, and I realized that two podcasts ago, um, I had a lot of wind noise that was coming from my air conditioner blowing across the microphone. And that made it really hard to listen to. And I believe that was my... Uh, episode probably on depression last week. Uh, so uh, if I could, you know, maybe do that again, maybe I'll listen to it and type out the uh, transcript or something like that. But the reason I do things this way is because, frankly, if I were at home, I would be uh, I would be tempted to uh, have all the bells and whistles and, and distractions around me, and I just don't think it would it would be as beneficial. Uh, because I, I think, you know, it's great to be able to use use your Bible and your books and and uh, you know the internet or whatever to to come up with answers. But but I feel like being able to articulate what you believe uh, without any of those things will truly f- help you understand just what has gotten into your heart, you know. And actually, by articulating it uh, as I'm doing, it's it's helping me put certain things deeper into my heart. Now, I, I'm a, I frequently listen to other podcasts and I read other materials and I've talked about those things as well, but this is 
it's not just about me talking, um, but it's helping me, uh, and, um, yeah, so love to hear from you, I'd love to, love to see some of you guys maybe even, uh, do your own driving, uh, theology podcast, and then send it to me, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put it up, you know, uh, wouldn't mind trying that, uh, maybe I'll post some of your driving theology, uh, recordings to my podcast, maybe we'll get two or three guys doing this, and wouldn't that be fun? Uh, or girls, of course, girls, uh, guys, girls, uh, everybody's welcome. So I'm going to sign off for now, and there's going to be a little noise because i got to pull this out to turn it off. And uh, just make sure I've been recording all that time, and I have. Wonderful. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.